Welcome to episode five of Regis Spotlight. Today, we'll be talking about well-being and mental health with Dawn Griffiths, Acting Executive General Manager, People and Culture. Regis Spotlight is a series which discusses all things aged care and all things Regis. I'm Sam Smith, and this is Regis Spotlight. Today, we'll be talking about well-being and mental health. We're joined today by Dawn Griffiths, Acting Executive General Manager, People and Culture. Dawn joined Regis in 2017 as National Manager of Organizational Development and Learning and transitioned to her current acting role in March 2020. Dawn has over 30 years of global human resource experience gained in London, New York, and Melbourne through a number of senior and executive roles across a wide variety of industries, cultures, and challenging situations. Thanks for joining us today, Dawn. No problem. Great to be with you, Sam. Um, so I think just for all our listeners, um, again, we're going to be talking about well-being and mental health today. Um, so Dawn is our acting executive general manager of People and Culture. Um, do you want to give a little bit, bit more of a background about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Sam. And, and you know, how wonderful to be talking about um, sort of well-being and mental health. And I think very specifically, um, you know, during these sort of COVID pandemic times and the impact it is having on us. If I think of myself, you know, having worked uh, for um, a number of years now in uh, what was originally called personnel and then uh, human resources um, and now people and culture and across a, lots of different organisations. But at times when we too have also had um, other stresses. So I worked for a company that was on an impact floor at 9-11, so which I know we've just had the 19th anniversary of that and, and you know, just to work with a company sort of going through that type of, of loss. And then when we, we had the global financial crisis, um, uh, I was working in financial services and just the wave and impact of ripples that that had on our industry. And then now to be working in in healthcare um, and specifically aged care, which is so greatly impacted, uh, having the most vulnerable people um, from a, a, you know, sort of older Australians from our elders and how we look after them during the time when, you know, they are the most vulnerable people to this uh, illness. So, uh, you know, sort of great to be sitting in this chair currently. And I think, you know, sort of well-being throughout my career and my own mental health um, as I, you know, have, have grown up, been married, been a mum, lost parents, lost a good girlfriend, all through different illnesses. Um, you know, these are times that I think we, we really need to focus on personal well-being and mental health. Does that give you enough, Sam? That's absolutely perfect. Thank you very much, Dawn, for that. Um, and I guess I guess the term well-being is often thrown around quite a lot. And I guess everyone's kind of got 
their own idea of what they mean by it and how they deal with it and how they process different things. I guess it would be a good understanding to find out what what does well-being mean for you, really? Yeah, great question. And and I think, you know, it is good to set the baseline on what it means for sort of different people and for me specifically. Before I launch off into that, you know, what I also want to talk about a little is, you know, what what we're really facing currently and how important well-being is. And we talk about exponential growth for COVID. And I think we've also got to look at the exponential growth of pressure on people at this time. Um, I love an analogy um, that I've recently come across um, in a book I've just read by the wonderful Genevieve Hawkins called Mentally at Work. And it's one that I'd heard previously, having been a bit of a geek as a kid and played a lot of chess, um, is we talk about the exponential growth in, in the context of a chessboard and a old um, uh, farmer who had taught the king to play chess. And the king was so enamored by the father that he'd said, um, what can I give you for this gift? And he'd said, well, if you put one grain of rice on the chessboard and then in the next square, two grains of rice and keep doubling it through um, through the chessboard as you go, that will be payment enough. And the king was, no, no, we need to, to give you a higher payment than that. Uh, but actually what you find from an exponential growth perspective is that by the time you get to the end of the third line of the chessboard, it is eight million and sort of eight million eight point three nine million grains of rice. Wow. You cannot get to the end of the chessboard without bankrupting that uh, that that country. So uh, so in the context of where wellness and mental health is, is I think that you know as we look at. Uh, you know, what we face today compared to what we maybe faced as children or as young adults, um, just the sort of level of pressure, the speed of growth, the volume of information coming in from so many places, whether it be news, social media, um, all of that, I think, gives the pressure um, on people's wellness um, and, and on our mental health. And then I think to get back to the question, you know, what what do I think of sort of wellness? Well, I think, you know, it really comes in sort of three areas, um, the physical, the mental and the emotional. Um, from a, a physical side, I think we often think about this one and we're all really happy to talk about it. You know, how um, fit are we? Maybe we're carrying a couple of extra pounds or we're, you know, not um, uh, exercising enough or maybe we're not eating well enough. Um, but, you know, and, and that side and people are always able to rate themselves um, on a you know, scale of one to ten or maybe where they are on a physical side. Um, but from a mentally health side, you know, how are, how are you feeling? Um, uh, is your glass half full, half empty? You know, sort of, are you seeing the joy in life? Um, people aren't as 
able, I think, or willing to talk a lot about sort of the mental health side. And it might also be that from an emotional side, people are not sure what's going on. You know, are they checking in on a on an hourly, on a daily basis? Just, you know, was this a happy day? Was it a sad day? Have I been angry or mad for most of this day? Have I been scared? Um, you know, and, and I think it's good from that side as well that, you know, people really need to start checking in. I think we've got so used to looking out um, and being influenced by by media and social media yeah. um, that we're we're not looking enough sort of internally. Does that yeah. help, Sam? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. I think as well, it's definitely a balance between you know, reflecting on yourself each day, as well as you being the one asking, are you okay to your colleagues or your family or your friends? So it's definitely a bit of both about self-reflection. And I think, yeah, you're completely right, especially about the mental and emotional and how important it is maybe at the end of every day, just to say to yourself, yeah, how was the day? How did I feel? What can I do to have a better day or just to understand yeah. that it's actually okay to not be okay? Yes. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's really important. All those, those three key elements that you, you just brought up. Which reminds me and, and, you know, it's uh, sort of, it's, we think as adults or, and as parents that we are here to teach our children. Um, but I think in one of those, uh, you've just reminded me of um, my children teaching me. Um, one of the important things in, in my household was that we ate together in the evening, that we made the time to do that, to come to check in on where we are. And I had my 12-year-old son at the time um, uh, when we were checking in, he was like, you always talk about the bad things that happened today, mum. In school, they're asking us to name three good things. So I think from now on, when we come to the table, we'll talk about three good things that happened today. Um, so there was two bits for me in that. It was first probably time to look for a new job and um, to to you know, remember gratitude um, and the aspect of, uh, of, you know, I know lots of green lights on the way to work or that you sat and had an opportunity to have a coffee or that you got to impact somebody else's life with some feedback uh, that they needed, that you helped somebody today. So definitely, Sam, gratitude, I think, uh, uh, and connection, yeah. very big. Yeah, I think that's really positive as well, having having that time in the evening to look at the positive things of your day. Um, again, that reminds me of my household as well. I live with just some housemates and my partner. And yeah, occasionally we'll just say to each other, what are you grateful for today? Or, you know, what's been the best part of your week? And I think those conversations are really important because you definitely don't often think about that yourself. But when someone probes you with a question like that, it actually makes you think and you really understand, okay, actually... I will reflect on my week and yeah. see what is the positive things that have happened. 
So one of our team at a recent team meeting talked about having a gratitude jar. Um, so this is something that she and her partner practice in that they have a jar. And when something good happens, they write it on a piece of paper and fold it up and post it in the jar. Or, you know, things they've enjoyed go in the jar um, in times. And we will get there again um, that you're able to get to movies or to concerts. Um, you know, you're putting those stubs um, back in the jar I so that. that, you know, as, isn't it, isn't it lovely? You know, you walk past it. Um, and I did say how fantastic and I'll sort of, uh, when we get back in the office, um, we'll, we'll look to make sure we sort of, um, initiate that as, as well. I can't um, wait. Yeah, no, I think That's it's brilliant. A, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I guess it'd be good just to talk a bit about Regis and, you know, what are we doing to support the health and well-being of all our employees? You know, it's multifaceted, Sam. You know, I I don't think this is um, one issue and one solution. Um, so we, you know, obviously want to provide um, uh, a series of things to help with people's sort of um, well-being and mental health. And I also want to come back to, you know, positive psychology and that here in that this isn't just about the absence of problems. This isn't about just helping people when they're down. For me, this is about how do we help people thrive in the organization? And sometimes there might be something that they need help with. You know, they've got um, something holding them back. You know, how do they help fix that to help them um, bounce forward? But um, but also lots of these things are to are just to help people in that thriving and that connection. So the first thing I would always want to reference is our sort of support and counselling uh, number. So we have an employee assistance program. Uh, run by a, a wonderful partner for us, completely confidential. Um, you know, I think that's important that people actually know that, that we we never um, know who's contacted um, or what they've contacted about. Uh, uh, now, should I give the number for, yeah, for people? Absolutely. Right. Okay. I, mean, I think that'd be useful for our listeners, <laughs> now, a Regis employee. Yes. Um, obviously, uh, I need to be careful here. I can have a bit of number dyslexia going on, but it is 1-800-818-728. Um, so, you know, and, you know, please free, completely confidential service, you know, uh, use that if you've got something holding you back, that you really need some help in order to be able to move forward and to thrive. Then we have our Read Your Spirit calendar. Now, for me, this is about how we helped our employees connect. Um, and connection um, is one of the great aspects to, to staying well and being well. Um, you know, I think, you know, when we, we, if we look at our animal brain and, um, you know, we're no longer trying to run away from saber-toothed tigers. Um, so when we have stresses in work, um, uh, we are being flooded with sort of cortisol. Um, uh, but, you know, we, we need to make sure that we're also getting dopamine. Um, and, and that's about 
being connected. You know, it's about our patterns. It's it's the things that you need um, and that we get from our teammates. And so it's really important that those spirit events um, are, are happening um, and our calendar. Now, you know, I, I love that in person, albeit socially or physically distant currently, but That's still. important in the, the current climate. Indeed. But still, you know, to be able to see the eyes of somebody else, I think is so important uh, currently. Um, but as well as, you know, actually connecting that way, our calendar will also give opportunity for people to recognize each other, whether it's wall of thanks or random acts of kindness. So those types of things in our Regis Spirit calendar are all about connection and having people be part of their tribe um, and connecting with sort of each other and, and you know, a big focus from a, a Regis culture perspective. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I, I definitely think that Regis really has got a big community and all of our employees are considered one big family. Um, so yes. I think that, that connection and that community is really, yeah. really prevalent and visible within everyone who works at Regis. And then within that family, and often you will have um, the the matriarch or patriarch of a family, um, the parent, so to speak, in that, um, you know, from a, a home perspective, we have our, um, uh, our, our home managers um, or, or any manager of somebody. And the education we've been doing for managers and our leaders in in helping them understand you know mental health and well-being and i think we all need to be aware of the of of the shadow we cast in that you know as a leader if i um arrive grumpy I've got a big black shadow that is, you know, sort of encompassing others. Whereas, you know, what I need to be aware of as a leader, that um, I need to make that shadow smaller so that um, I'm not impacting others with it. And I also believe, you know, you, um, you bring a smile and, it doesn't take long before you've forgotten what you were frowning about too. So, you know, I I know it might feel like, you know, pulling on a happy suit, but actually you're only in it a a little while and you've forgotten you're wearing it. So, you know, our managers are there to, um, to help employees as well. And, and we, you know, need, need them to understand the have the impact they have on others. What your manager can really help you with as well, um, and, you know, what we talk about from a resilience side is the catastrophe scale, whereby, um, you know, from a catastrophe perspective, when you're in that pot of boiling water, you know, maybe it's been a busy day and you've dropped something or you've gone somewhere and left something behind or, you know, all of those sort of little niggles, they sort of build on you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're thinking this, this is a terrible day. You're at 90 on the catastrophe scale. Now, what your manager should be able to help you with is get some perspective and think about, actually, you know, is this really so bad? Um, Can we come up and have a look and really focus on, you know, what is possibly the worst thing that could ever happen? 
and really what we're facing in, um, you know, maybe being a bit busy or, or um, is, is actually maybe a two on the catastrophe yeah. scale. Uh, so, you know, ma managers help us with that. But there are times too, and that's where we have our focus on, are you okay? And our are you okay day? Um, but that to me, while we focus in it on a day of the year, this is something you should constantly be asking. And not in a how are you fine type of way, but actually ask it. You know, are you okay? And pause. Sam, are you okay? I am, Dawn. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Perfect. This could have taken a very different route if you'd had a different answer to that question, Sam. <laughs> well, I think it's worth reflecting on those those four key steps from are you okay? It, is that the first step is asking, are you okay? And then, as you said, pausing and really listening um, and then number two is listening with an open mind, really trying to understand exactly what they're going through, what they're dealing with, and how you might be able to help them. And the third step is to encourage action. Mm. Um, I think that's really, really important. And then lastly, just to check in. So it's not as simple as just saying, are you okay? It's really that four-step process and really always going back and checking that someone is okay because we do need to meaningfully collect with the people around us um, and really help people and help support people who might be struggling. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and that's a really interesting one. And, and I think that people will often not ask or not pause because they don't think they know the answer and, and are, are worried uh, about not being able to help. But I would actually say this is, you know, a, a another time that uh, you you get to do something that can really help your own mental health too, in that, you know, what we really need to think about is that when we help others, we actually get a, you know, we get um, serotonin. Um, you know, we are bringing value um, and we can feel good about what we're doing so that you know, we get a bit of oxytocin through that process as well. So all of the things to, again, counteract um, the cortisol that's going on. Yeah. So, you know, really, um, yeah, I think it is, as you say, listening and listen with an open mind. This is not about judgment, you know, and, and lots of um, questions, you know, sort of, um, the, the only one I don't like is why, because that to me feels like a fight. Um, if you say, why do you feel like that? You know, I, I would love, oh, tell me more. Can you help me understand? You know, Opening those, up those questions, let them exactly, be exactly. How do you feel about that? Um, so, you know, it's really sort of helping them sort of understand. And, and people, you know, I think it's important that they own their path out of it. So this is not about telling people what to do. So, you know, maybe the, one of the reasons you haven't asked because you don't know what they should do, but it's the, you know, you could. Ask, so what do you think you should do about it? What do you think would make you feel better? Uh, you know, it's really, again, sort of having those questions and, and having that opportunity. But, you know, there is a slightly selfish bit 
to this process too, in that, you know, helping others helps us bring sort of that value and having that connection too. That's brilliant. Helping others, but also helping yourself. Indeed. That's a, that's a win-win it's situation. It's win-win-win, yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it's good to understand, like, what factors do you think can affect someone's health and well-being? Um, well, it's so, a pretty broad question, but... Yes, yes. So, well, you know, let, let's start at the basics, shall we? You know, um, how are you eating? You know, I think if you're not eating well, um, uh, my husband at the moment is working with a, a group of um, sort of up, up and coming sports uh, uh, people. And, um, you know, he's talking to them about nutrition. Are they eating five fruit and veg a day? You know, it's a very sort of simple question. And, you know, he helps them realize that maybe potato chips are not a vegetable. So, uh, <laughs> but, you know, are we, you know, are we starting off the day well? Um, sort of in, in that, are we sort of eating sort of lunch and sort of dinner? If we're going to have cheap dates, are they two days of the week or is it six days? You know, let, let's just make sure that we are sort of eating as, as well as possible. Lots of sort of fruit and veg uh, within that. Maybe, you know, a couple of days where there's very limited sugar. I think sort of sugar's the new fat, isn't it, from a, a health perspective, you know. So perhaps we could cut down on some of those. Um Exercise, you know, obviously, um, sort of, uh, and although, <laughs> um, you know, walking, perhaps walking at pace uphill so that you're, you're getting a little breathless, um, sort of through that side. But what I'm also not saying is you start a marathon tomorrow. Uh, you know, yeah, I think that's important. <laughs> yes, because yeah. then you end up with a, you know, sort of uh, you do an Achilles or something and, and that's, you know, not great as well. But I think it's about doing, doing what works for you really as well, as in what, what are those things that are really going to help support you and yeah. what, what do you enjoy? Indeed. So gardening, you know, I, I love the garden and, um, you know, and I think nature is so important too. Um, you know, at, at, I think they call them fractals. So they're the, you know, sort of geometric shapes that are only found in nature. So get out and get your dose of fractals and exercise. I do, love that. I need to do some research into those. Yes. Yes. So, you know, to do those types of things, then um, look, I'm, also going to talk a little bit about alcohol, um, you know, which I think, uh, you know, it's wonderfully marketed. Um, and I have been very susceptible to the advertising campaign from a marketing perspective. But it's, you know, I do worry about um, the consumption of alcohol and the such frequent consumption. And also um, very much from an Australian societal perspective, um, it's felt like alcohol is is required. So the beginning of this year, my husband and I challenged ourselves to one year no beer. Um, so this wow. is a whole idea behind, you know, can you go 365 days without alcohol? Um, uh, now, we have had an occasional blip, I must admit, but, you know, what a difference 
a, a consecutive period of no alcohol is. Those first 10 days were terrible. But after that, you know, you realize you get a superpower. You know, just the anxiety that's induced, I think, from, from sort of alcohol and the tiredness and sort of lack of sleep or poor sleep because of alcohol consumption. So can you dial that back? Can you have five days a week where you're not having any alcohol, which I think then think means that you have less alcohol um, on the two days that maybe you are enjoying just a social sort of drink uh, through that. Um, which brings me to sleep. You know, sleep, I think, is um, so important too. And are you getting quality sleep? There are so many apps nowadays. I, I wear a Fitbit and that will track the sort of quality of the sleep, how much you're awake when you went to bed, when you got up, you know, how many hours are you getting? And people will know um, their sleep requirement. Some people um, are seven hours a night. Others uh, might, might be eight or nine hours. I don't believe the people who tell you they're only four hour a night sleep people. Um, <laughs> what, what's your preferred, preferred time? Or what, to go to bed or no, hours? Um, hours yes, hours. yes, yes. So look, I, I like about six, uh, sorry, seven and a half hours sleep uh, a night. Um, and, you know, I, but I'm an early to bed, early to rise person. Um, I think that would make me um, uh, a lark. Um, I think you're either a lark or an owl, they say. So, um, so yes. Um, you know, early to rise, uh, I'm called dawn because I was born at dawn. Uh, li is literally, it is a true story. I'm glad I wasn't born at 10 past 11. I think that would have been a harder <laughs> name to uh, <laughs> But yes, yeah, so, um, but, you know, I think that sleep is so important, um, which then leads me into you know, one of the, I think, big impacts from sleep, not, not only is alcohol, but it's also um, tech and having too much tech bombarded at you before you try and sleep. You know, can you do 90 minutes before you go to bed without tech? You know, get off social media, get off your news feeds, um, uh, you know, and, and really just uh, perhaps, uh, you know, sit and chat get some, some of that sort of uh, happy drug uh, from connecting with others. Um, I think that's really before. important. You, yes. you touched on it earlier as well as about that constant bombardment of news and media and that can cause quite a lot of stress. So I think it's definitely good to dial it down and turn off that tech definitely a few yeah. hours before bed and Absolutely. sit and chat, talk to your friends and your family. Are they okay? Read a book. Yes, um, yes. Have a, have a herbal tea. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know it's, I think those types of calming things. Do you have a bedtime ritual? You know, it is about lo lo looking at those types of things. Is the place that you are going to sleep, is it calm? Is it dark? Is it cool? You know, it is about just are you setting up um, your sleep experience for success. Um, so not just time of hours, but quality of hours as well, Sam. I think as well, we've also got to look after ourselves when we have mental um, stresses too. Um, you know, if, if you are feeling down, 
okay, you know, let's do something you enjoy. Do you know what you enjoy? You know, it's, it's, you know, do you have at least 20 minutes every day that is for you? and doing something you love. Um, I think it's really important that you do that. And I know especially mums can be really busy and really not seem to find even 20 minutes to do something they enjoy. Uh, But, you know, that's important, whether it is sitting in your garden, looking at your fractals or enjoying (laughs) the the weeding you did at the weekend. Um, You know, it's that. Maybe it is going for a walk. You enjoy doing, it might be reading a book, listening to a piece of music um, that you want to dance to. That's a bit of the energy side and a bit of the enjoyment side. You know, those are all important things. The best advice we can give to our listeners right now is then right now today, take 20 minutes out and, and do something you love. Mm-hmm. If everyone can do that, if you listen to this, I think yes. that would be a really positive outcome. <laughs> Yeah, and then write that on a piece of paper, put it in your gratitude jar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ticked a lot of boxes on that one. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we looked at what factors can affect your mental health. Um, like, do you understand the signs and symptoms in yourself that tells you that you need to really check in on your well-being and your mental health? Yeah, so, you know, I, I am generally a... Um, an optimistic person. Um, and, you know, I, uh, I had a very good girlfriend who called me the queen of reframing, uh, you know, somebody who's able to um, sort of uh, take the lemons and make lemonade out of them. Um, you know, when I'm finding that difficult to do, you know, I, I know that there's something up for me. Um, uh, and therefore, you know, it's, it's often, uh, for me, sleep is my biggest, you know, I, I know and from, uh, people will say, you know, never go to bed without having something done because I won't sleep well. Actually for me, Sam, I'm really able to call it and say, actually, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to go sleep. When I get up, I will get that work done much faster at a much higher um, standard than if I continued to work through it. I think we've got to check in with ourselves and you've got to know which person you sort of are on that side. Um, Humour for me is also a big (laughs) one. And I know if I've lost my sense of humour, there's something going on. Um, you know, if, if, if I haven't had a day where I have belly laughed, that there is something going on for me. So Sam, you know, I, I, you know, I often. Your laughter is, <laughs> it's bringing so much joy to everyone. And it, well. it, it, you know, it's sort of, I, I think people think I'm crazy that I'd laugh at my own jokes, but, um, you know, Your own I think jokes are the best jokes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I'm the same. <laughs> and, and of course, I particularly love dad jokes. Um, you know, and I love the fact that our kids hate them, but, uh, you know, it's that side. It's, it's one of those things that it's, it's as I've moved through my career, when, when people have, you know, written on my goodbye card it's normally around sort of the um the laughter that i i sort of bring to it and you normally know i'm in the office because you can hear me uh (laughs) somewhere but um you know i think that's so important uh and to have fun 
while you work, um, really to have fun while you do everything, um, you know, whether it's cooking the dinner or I think we've talked about gardening or, yeah. you know, sort of um, to look at the fun in something. So if I've lost the fun, Sam, I know there's something up, which brings us back to the conversation my son had with me, you know, a bit of coaching my 12-year-old was doing around, you know, if may, may, maybe it was time to leave that job uh, and we you know need to look at what are the different sort of influences sort of in 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 our life at the time yeah definitely i think it is really important understanding for yourself mm. what are those things that affect you what are those things that make you happy and maybe writing it down just so you have a better understanding of yourself and ah yes journaling um <laughs> and and look i uh, i uh, i can't i can't recommend it highly enough because of the sort of evidence i've read about journaling i'm afraid it's not something that generally um, has worked for me. I find I tend to buy the most beautiful notebooks to journal in and only get one or two pages in. Um, and I've tried journaling um, apps as well. Um, but, uh, you know, would really highly recommend it for sort of others um, as something I've heard helps lots of people. And Definitely. that's the Think, Sam, try it. You know, even if there's just one thing from this podcast that, um, you know, our team listen to, that they try, uh, I, I think it's been worth um, the, the chat that we've Absolutely. had. Yeah, yeah, I think just giving any, anything a go and working out what really, really works for you. I guess it would be also good to understand what are you doing specifically to look after your self-care at the moment? Is there any rituals or routines or what do you like doing to make sure that you're in the right frame of mind to go to work every day and enjoy your time with your family on the weekends? Like obviously, there's a very trying time right now. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, this is um, a continuum and not every day do you do everything. Uh, but, you know, for, for, for me, um, sleep would be the first part of it. And that is, you know, did I get a good night's sleep? Um, and, you know, what did I do the day before to help with that? So, and then sort of once I'm up, um, I'm a little bit of a routine type person. So, you know, I've had my sort of morning coffee and I've checked in with my husband to see how he's doing. I spend a bit of time with my dog. Um, I have a, a, a six-year-old British bulldog uh, called Bruce. Um, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce indeed. So, you know, and it's uh, just you know, we sort of sit and we chat. And, I, you know, I think for me, that's uh, an aspect from a me meditation perspective. What did I want to do today? What, what am I going to achieve? You know, sort of r running through that. Um, and then, you know, you get on, you have the day. Um, I, I like to cross things off a list. So I've, um, you know, got a list of things that I'm doing with email. You know, it can be a nightmare. So, um, you know, it is about making sure you get the things done and and check in with your email from time to time as opposed to, you know, constantly sort of sit and, and feel battered by it. And then it's about a walk. Um, and, and I do try to make sure now about 5.30, 
I go and have an hour walk. Um, and in the evening or? In, in the no. evening, yes. No. Well, you, you are dawn. So <laughs> yes, exactly. I will have been up early, but um, I've done uh, sort of different things for the routine in the morning. Um, and sometimes when it comes to exercise, you know, encourage a supporter to hold you accountable. So we're all working from home at the moment. And so my son, who's now actually 24, um, uh, comes and collects me to go on our walk. So we uh, we take uh, the dog for a sort of walk. Um, and, and that's a really sort of nice um, sort of part. We're then out in nature. So there's some exercise. And then there's dinner. And again, that for us is about connecting in as a family um, to uh, to look at sort of what we're doing. And then the evening is more about where we get sort of some, some of the things we like to do that we enjoy. I'm a reader. I'm also a watcher of um, terrible TV shows that require no more thinking than they do watching. Um, and then, you know, really it's about preparing to go to bed again. So um, does that sort of make sort of sense, Sam? I'm Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it makes complete sense. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And I guess we are amongst a very challenging time right now. And I guess it'd be good for our listeners just to understand, like, right now, what are you most hopeful for? Mm. Oh, goodness, a harder one. And and I do think, um, you know, what one of the quotes, it, it is a challenging time, uh, but it will pass. We will get through this. And, and I think for me, that's what it's, you know, worth, worth reminding yourself of. And I would come back to 9-11 um, and, you know, losing 297 uh, of our, um, you know, sort of dear colleagues on that day. And these were colleagues that had sort of families, um, you know, just at the time, we we didn't think we would get through it. But we did. Um, and so the same here is to sort of you know, understand that we will get through it, that in the difficult times, what is the learning? You know, what, how can I stay curious um, about what's going on and what's going to help us move forward? You know, that, oh, so what does that mean? What could I do? It's the action that we talked about earlier from the, you know, are you okay? That build a plan. So, you know, I, I, I think it is around that side, Sam. It is, you know, you do the best you can to look after yourself, be kind, don't beat yourself up. You know, if, if, if it's not a good day, if you are not coping today, let's look at some of the things you can do to at least set yourself up for success tomorrow. You know, write a list, have a herbal tea, <laughs> go for a walk, go for a run, you know, do those positive self-care things and then let's see where tomorrow brings. What's the learning? Taking each day in this? as it comes. Absolutely. Let's not try and, you know, sort of boil the ocean um, today. It's like what you said earlier about if you do want to do exercise, you're not doing a marathon straight away. Yeah. You can start <laughs> off with your 5.30 hour long walk and yes. see where you go from there. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, no, completely. Brilliant. And I guess last of all, do you have any advice for our listeners 
Anything you want to share? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I think for me, maybe it's a little bit about paying it forward. So, um, you know, we've talked through here sort of different things sort of I do, I found useful because I've read them in books or people have shared those ideas and suggestions with me. And there are things that have worked and I've kept and things I haven't that haven't. Um, it's about, you know, can you pay it forward to somebody else? Can you, you know, let somebody else know what works for you that you enjoy or that you do um, that has helped and, and, you know, help somebody else. Can you be somebody else's accountability buddy? Um, you know, can you, um, uh, you know, check in with somebody about have you had five fruit and veg today? You know, it's, it's that type of um, sort of aspect that I would really encourage people to sort of do is, is to pick on one thing to move it forward. Thanks, Sam. Brilliant. Well, Thank you very much for joining us today, Dawn. I think all of our listeners will really appreciate everything that you've gone into. And it really has been insightful for, for all of us. My pleasure, Sam. I'm going to have to get my five in a day today. <laughs> I, will, I will text you tomorrow just to see if you have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look forward to that. And, you know, again, thanks, Sam. You know, it's, uh, I think we've approached this uh, with a bit of fun too. So uh, I've, I've enjoyed the, uh, the humour as well. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. So if you'd like any more information on this or any other topic, you can contact Regis Aged Care on 1300 998 100 or email advice at regis.com.au. Please do share and subscribe to this podcast and we'll see you next time. In the meantime, check out the show notes and find out more information at regis.com.au. Thank you. Thank you.